Welcome back to Following Nodon, a Stormlight podcast. This week is returning to our Stormlight current uh, content or the Keeping Up with Colins. <laughs> I'm just going to say that every single time. Oh, gosh. Um, Paul, how are you? I'm excited to talk about Stormlight again. You haven't talked about Stormlight in a while. Oh, it's been a while. So my theories may be kind of off the wall and ridiculous because I feel like I don't remember enough of the minor details in order to to casually just prove them myself. So um, let me know what you think. Uh, I don't even know what we're talking about, so we'll just see what happens. I'm excited. But making, or, we'll start with Elliot. Elliot, how are you? Throw in there that I'm excited to talk about Stormlight but I'm a little worried that the Cosmere chamber of my mind palace is starting to reach critical mass. Like there's, there's no more room in there for Cosmere knowledge. And so as we're, we're shoving in Mistborn stuff, I think um, Stormlight stuff is starting to fall out the window. So there's just so much at this point, the possibilities are incredible. Something that I think will help you is once we finish Mistborn, you won't have to like have a bunch of theories about Mistborn anymore. You'll have yeah. a bunch of answers, and then that that part of the anyway. Um, I have sorry, I have to stop you. I, I agree with you, Elliot. Did you just refer to your brain as a mind palace? Because <laughs> didn't, didn't want to skip over that. That really stuck to me, and I just have to I have to address it. Have you ever Never watched the Sherlock? I guess not. What? I mean, I've watched some of the Sherlock Holmes movies, but are you referring to the show? The BBC show, yeah. No, I haven't seen the show. The greatest TV show on Earth? Actually, that's Andor. The second greatest TV show on Earth? That's a big claim. You need to go watch Sherlock. You're making some big claims here, Trevor. Anyway, um, so today we're talking about The Way of Kings, all the way back to The Way of Kings. It's been three years since any of us have touched the... or actually three years since we started the way of Kings and we are going to be revisiting the death rattles at the beginning of each chapter in part one and part four. I'm fairly confident on that. Um, in the way of Kings, there are death rattles. And at the end of the book, it's revealed to, um, to the reader that these are taken very deliberately by Taravangian's surgeon doctors. Um, and they, have the presence of an unmade they don't they don't really know that at the time but they've had the presence of an unmade that's causing these death rattles that are just little one-line quotes of the future and then the diagram um is trying to put them all together to try to predict the future so we are going to go through them one by one and come to a consensus on have we seen this yet if yes then We'll just acknowledge where this was fulfilled and moving on. And if we haven't, then maybe we'll talk about where we might see this in the future. Um, so this, there's going to be a lot of speculation on Stormlight 5. If you don't really want to think about Stormlight 5, uh, this episode is not for you. Before we begin, there are a couple relevant questions um, from the fandom that have been written down on the website that I wanted to read for you guys so that you guys are up to date with everybody before we start this so that I can answer a couple of your questions preemptively um, and you can be on the same page as everyone. This first one comes from Brandon Sanderson in his Stormlight 5 update number one. We covered update number two in our first Stormlight Current episode. This is from episode, or this is from update number one that he posted to Reddit and his website. Quote from Brandon Sanderson, all of the 65,000 words I've written so far, except for the prologue, has been on Zeth's plotline, and I'm loving how it's shaping up. I know the Zeth backstory has been a long time coming. I hope it lives up to your expectations. There are some interesting lore secrets here to reveal, and the climax is something I've building been building to since book one indeed you'll find death rattles from the first volume referencing the events here in this sequence 
Here's the second one. This is a question to Brandon Sanderson, and it says, Will every death rattle have a canonical point of reference at some point in a coming novel? And Brandon Sanderson answered, I don't intend them all to. I do intend most of them to, but I don't intend them all. Some of them happened, but were not relevant to the story on screen, is what I've decided. So we won't necessarily have an answer for all of them that we're going to read. This is another one of those things, Paul, that you were joking about before of he, he might just dangle some things in front of us and let us hunt for them forever, and then they never actually come true. Yes. Exactly. And then the third one before we get started here is, are the death rattles always about the future, or can they be about the past? The answer from Brandon Sanderson was, is, they are not always exclusively about the future, but they are not generally going to be about the past either. That feels like another vague one. That's not like, sure that's really an answer, but... <laughs> sure, go ahead and think about it. It's like, they're, no, they're not all about the future. But they're also not really going to be about the past. That seems odd. Anyways. So without any further ado, let's start. It starts at the prologue. This is the very first words you read of the book besides the prelude, I guess. Let's start here. The love of men is a frigid thing. A mountain stream only three steps from the ice. We are his. Oh, Stormfather, we are his. It is but a thousand days, and the Everstorm comes. Go. I uh, have I have a prediction. So this, just looking at the cadence of this sentence of these sentences, it sounds very like a wizened, like like a wise person, kind of like a plea, like they're seeing an oncoming threat, i.e., the Everstorm, perhaps, and it's like a oh, God, help us kind of cry, you know? Um, And I'm trying to think of, like, some wise-ish character that we know exists, but, like, haven't seen up close. So my a couple of my thoughts are, like, I I feel like in Book 5 we're going to see a lot of Zeth's backstory. Maybe it's his father or family member or someone in his life over there who's, like, talking about the Everstorm coming. Like, kind of has some kind of power, whatever, foresight, whatever, knowledge. Someone who's very knowledgeable about this stuff, but we don't know them, we don't know how. That's just where my mind goes to, as as something like that. Um, Also, just the phrasing of, like, we are his, of Stormfather, we are his. And, like, the metaphor with, like, ice and streams and mountain and stuff like that, it just feels very... Oh gosh, Shinovar. That's just yeah. the place. Yeah, it feels very Shinovar to me. Okay, Elliot. Thinking of the, did we get a countdown to the Everstorm? Yes, from our good buddy uh, Renarin. In, it's in the beginning like of Words of Radiance, yes. Yeah, it's almost like this is the start of that countdown. It is but a thousand days, and the Everstorm comes, which is one year on Roshar. Um, but the, uh, I, I just think it's interesting that the first mention of the Everstorm is way back here. I would have no, if you had asked me when the first time the Everstorm showed up in a, like as a word, I would not have guessed before chapter one of the way of Kings. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm not sure I have too much, um, hypotheses on this one i like your idea of shinovar um there paul um i could see this uh maybe referring to zeth's uh father as well we know we're getting more information about that in stormlight 5 um and then yeah the second half is just the first mention of the everstorm setting the stakes for what is to come anything else all right uh elliot do you want to read the one in front of chapter one Chapter one, storm blessed. You've killed me, bastards. You've killed me. <laughs> While the sun is still hot, I die. Sorry, I don't know where that accent came from. Scotland. different meaning now. <laughs> you scallywags. You've killed me. You just can't. 
I, I can't like say bastards without like a Scottish accent behind it. It's just like that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I don't have too much Sorry, to say about this one. There. It's My fine. big prediction is that it's when someone dies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's I don't... my big prediction. Maybe a big character, an important character. I don't have too much to say on this one. I don't think it's anything foreshadowing. It's just telling the reader that these are when someone dies, that they are, like, I think it's just establishing death rattles as a concept. I don't think it's really doing anything further. I want to try and, like, spin a theory on honor being the voice of this. Okay. But I don't know if it makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's there. I thought of Teravangian potentially in the future. If we're talking about this as a future thing, this oh. is features of words of radiant or way of Kings. Right. Right. So that could be super far off, but like, I'm guessing we haven't seen this. So it's either something we will see a character. We will see die, or it's just not going to be a relevant thing. And it's like Trevor was saying, just kind of establishing, uh, death rattles. So, Mind if I do chapter two? Unless you'll have anything else. Ten. Uh, this is for cha uh, chapter two. Honor is dead. Says, Ten orders. We were loved once. Why have you forsaken us, Almighty? Shard of my soul, where have you gone? I think. So, so this is a death rattle, right? The only thing I can think of. I mean, well. The chapter title is Honor is Dead. Like what Elliot was saying, it could be Honor, hypothetically. Yep. I had also thought of potentially Ishar. Okay. If Ishar were to die or something like that, or to have like a big moment, maybe the... why he's going crazier, like all this stuff, you know? Like mm -hmm. I feel like of any of our heralds, the Bondsmith would make the most sense. I had also thought of Yezrian, but I feel like the yeah. What does Yezrian say when he dies? Would would any of those people use the term Almighty though? That... No. Uh, the, the the one that jumped out to me first was actually like I don't know how much credibility it has because I would I would apply this to the past. I would apply this to a Knights Radiant, like maybe right after the Recreants. And the fall of the Knights Radiant has yeah. just died and is musing on that. That that would be where I would fit That's this. But I don't know if, again, we're allowed to go to the past, as that word of Brandon said. The chart of my soul part is intriguing, but maybe misleading, perhaps. Because I want to say, like, again, splintering of honor, like, chart of my shard soul mm -hmm. i don't know it doesn't quite fit i would apply it to a, a spren personally i i could apply it to like my shard blade or my spren is a part of me shard of my like uh, part of my soul where where's my spren gone okay yeah like a metaphor or arguably slightly literal yeah almost like term of affection for your spren yeah I like that better. All right. Uh, chapter three, the city of bells starts with a man stood on a cliffside and watched his homeland fall into dust. The waters surged beneath so far beneath, and he heard a child crying. They were his own tears. Isn't this a vision that we, that we see? That's what I thought. So the, what I think you're referencing, Elliot, is Dalinar's vision given to him by the Almighty, if you remember that. Yes. One of one of those visions that he gets, and remember this is still at the point where he doesn't really know what those are all about, but one of them, he's standing at like a high point, and he sees like destruction coming across the land or something like that. Yeah. He actually goes into that vision twice, once where Odium does not interrupt him, the second one Odium does interrupt him, um, and Odium just picks that vision as one of their meeting points. But yeah, I I do think this one has been met 
um, in that vision that you're talking about, Elliot. Um, other than that, I could maybe see this being the perspective of a Parshendi and seeing their homeland being taken by Voidbringers. Maybe? The, the waters surging is a little maybe misleading again because i feel like a lot of these are very like storm like in the in the vision he's watching a storm right destroy the land i think which is kind of watery but when i see when i read the waters surge beneath i'm thinking like ocean rising up and consuming the land which i'm not sure anything brewing over there paul i don't really have much on this one my guess is it's either a some kind of vision that we've seen. It sounds like something I would believe Teravangian has seen. It sounds like something I believe Dalinar would have seen. Like it, it almost made me think of Dalinar after Evie dies. Okay. Is is like kind of the energy I get from this, but I don't think that's like a direct correlation, probably. Bringing that up is interesting because Dalinar has so many, or old flashback Dalinar has so many mental issues after Evie dies, and he can never get her crying, um, and the all, all the people in the rifts crying out of his head. That's what just popped into my mind when you said that. Chapter 4, if you got nothing else, Elliot? Chapter 4, The Shattered Plains. I'm dying, aren't I? Healer. Why do you take my blood? Who is that beside you with his head of lines? I can see a distant sun, dark and cold, shining in a black sky. This one's pretty self-explanatory, right? I was going to say, we can definitely say that with his head of lines, that it's talking about a cryptic, right? Yeah. I don't think this child, I think this is a child. I don't think this child is voicing anyone else besides himself. Um, and he's fairly lucid, uh, at the moment. I, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Do you guys have anything else? About to be a light weaver, unfortunately. Or at least attracting a cryptic. Mm, brutal. Yeah. Could or me. could he, could even just be explained as is in Carbronth at the same time Shalon is. Um, that could be the answer as well. Chapter so five, the, second, the second half of that sentence or that part kind of kind of intrigues me. It says, "I can see a distant sun, dark and cold, shining in a black sky." But I think this is a red herring. I don't actually have any like predictions with that. But it does. That is like cool imagery. And I think he's just glimpsing shades, Mar. You're pro you're probably right. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay. Anyways, chapter 5, Heretic. I have seen the end, and I have heard it named The Night of Sorrows, The True Desolation, The Everstorm. I would say this one's, quote, answered. I yeah. feel like this is just as you're starting The Way of Kings, name-dropping The Everstorm, and stuff like that desolation and making you i don't know feel ominous yeah fairly answered for me mm -hmm. unless night of sorrows and true desolation are meant to refer to something else that hasn't happened yet which i don't know that we have any other evidence for that the but the arrival of the everstorm is pretty violent and dramatic but i'm not sure that night of sorrows is something i'd a tribute to it yeah those terms have been used quite a lot in words of radiance and are not used very much after that i'm not sure i would fully disprove that or i fully proved that the night of sorrows is the coming of the everstorm the night of sorrows still may be yet to come yeah i think it's likely answered with the arrival of the everstorm but maybe not chapter six elliot Chapter 6, Bridge 4, I'm cold. Mother, I'm cold. 
Mother, why can I still hear the rain? Will it stop? I was just like sad. It's like I don't, I don't even. I'm say this one just like sounds like an... depressing. Moving on, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds just yeah. Like the, the like actual death rattle of a child, like nothing special. Yeah, it could right. potentially be Tien, maybe. But well, that's even more sad. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but other than that, I don't see how this has any relevance later. Yeah, I don't know. Um, chapter seven. Anything reasonable. They are a flame. They burn. They bring the darkness when they come. And so all you can see is their skin is a flame. Burn, burn, burn. This one's answered, right? Yeah, this is reference to, quote, void bringers, right? Right. And this was yeah. when the humans jumped over to Roshar. Their planet was literally on fire and they were burning. Um, and like the ash was still on their skin. What's her face at the end of Rhythm of War talks about this a couple times with Navani, and mm -hmm. um, and then the humans turning this around to apply it to Parshendi and take and steal their history from them, um, and accuse them of being void bringers. But I think this one's fairly solved. Yeah, I agree. Chapter eight: Nearer yeah. the Flame. Victory. We stand atop the mount. We scatter them before us. Their homes become our dens. Their lands are now our farms. And they shall burn, as we once did, in a place that is hollow and forlorn. This is similar to the one before of Canada. Uh, I guess, unjust dynamic between the Alethi and the Parshendi kind of thing? Or is this different? From the perspective of maybe a human after defeating the Voidbringers or the used? That sounds right to me. Their homes sounds... become our dens. Their lands are now our okay. farms. They shall burn as we once did. This is a lot of past, though. I'm not sure. That is a lot of past. Which is technically possible, Unless... given the words of brain that we saw. Yeah. Unless this is foreshadowing the conquer of Kolinar. Okay. Yeah. And the 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 fused taking over that city, making the Alethi homes their dens and their lands their farms. Or even moving further, the fused conquering of Roshar as a whole. Yeah. Don't have too much else. You want to keep going, Elliot? Chapter 9, Damnation. Ten people with shard blades alight, standing before a wall of black and white and red. The black of... Uh, the, sorry, the wall of black and white and red are what has me thinking. The... Ten people with shards, blades of light. It just sounds like the heralds, right? But, but what do y'all think about the black and white and red? So here, here's an interesting thought. The heralds, like this, could easily be attributed to the heralds keeping the fuse in damnation as a team, right? Like that. That's yeah. Option A, where my brain goes. Option B would be. Our Avengers assemble moment at the end of Oathbringer when all of we've got one of each of the, um, yeah, uh, one of the each of the Knights Radiant all, but they don't have shard blades at the time. They're also not fighting. Who are they fighting at that point? They're fighting a, a mix between Fused and Amram's army. Right. I guess. I guess it does make sense. The black and white and red. Would be reference to the fused, right? Right. Okay. I was thinking a literal wall, not like a figurative wall. Right. So that would make sense. The only thing I might throw out here is a potential like reforming of the Oath Pact. Yeah. Or 
recreation of a future version of the Oath Pact that requires one from each Order of Night Radiant. We get another another Oath scene like we had an Oathbringer, except this time they're all Tier 4s as opposed to Tier 2s. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, Chapter 11, titled Droplets. Three of the 16 ruled, but now the Broken One reigns. I wanted to read a question that Brandon Sanders has asked about this one because I think it's relevant here. And I'll um, just go ahead and read it. Given the sibling and the death rattle that I just read, was there a third shard on Roshar before, before Odium's arrival? And Brandon Sanderson says, Arafo. That's not how I interpreted this, um, this question. I just assumed that the broken one was a part of the three. Um, not like an addition to the three. But also, it, it also begs the question, is the broken one in, in reference to odium? Or is it in reference to honor? Because if you want to take a literal approach, then it would be honor. But if you want to be like, he's, you know, deranged and broken in the head, then it's odium. What do you guys think? I'm not sure. I mean, it seems like we have to be talking about shards. Right. Because we don't have anything else that's 16 that I can think of. 3 of 16 ruled. Broken so, one. I, I, this sounds to me like honor. Like, aren't, isn't it like the case where, like, once honor... No, but honor existed with the Knights Radiant too. In my head... Was it after Honor's death that, like, Stormlight really, like, became a thing? Like, wasn't that part of his death? Or I'm, maybe I'm not sure on that. I'm not sure I'm either. Like, if, if that is, like, when Stormlight, like, disperses or something after Honor's death, then it makes sense that it's, like, he reigns now because it's, like, what everything runs off of. That's, like, how the Knights Radiant work. But I feel like that doesn't make sense. I'm going to kind of scratch that idea. But that is a really, really curious. This is one that I'm gonna like, what? that I'm gonna remember. I think. What if this is not odium? It is honor, and it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, that's what, what I was wondering. Get, what if we get some kind of reforging of honor, and he gets like referred to as the broken one because he's a. Uh, reforging of many broken pieces and that's like an event we're going to see in Stormlight 5 yeah it's definitely possible that'd be really cool I because I think surface level this one is 3 of the 16 rules okay if you if you cause me aware that's the 3 shards on Roshar the broken one reigns that means Odium's in charge right now and that's the end of it but I wonder if we're doing wordplay here, and Elliot, you're correct, of reforging the broken one, and now the broken one reigns, honor wins. Could definitely be an interpretation of this. But did do you guys give any credibility to a fourth, um, as the question stated, or no? Maybe mercy? Sorry, I, just, I have to put that in whenever I can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can see that as a valid reading of this. It it doesn't quite make sense to say three of sixteen ruled, but now one of those three ruled reigns. Mm -hmm. Like the the syntax of that doesn't quite if, pass muster. If it if it is a different one, then I would say that the broken one is referring to Odium as he like comes to. Roshar. Mm -hmm. It's like 3 of 16 ruled, but now, not 3 of 16 are ruling, now the broken one reigns. Yes, yeah, right. It, like, as a completely separate thing. I don't know which shard that would be. I don't think it'd be Mercy, but... Or... I feel like we're we're nitpicking this probably too closely at this point, but I almost want to say, if the broken one is one of the three... This would have to imply then 
the other two of the three are no longer ruling. Right. As if like, but now the broken one reigns, and then the implication is, and the other two are no longer. Yeah, the other two Meaning are gone. Like, right. Right. Our odium, if we follow the honor reforged and honors the broken one, does that mean cultivation and odium are banished from Oshar, removed from Oshar? Something happened there? They get married and live happily ever after? <laughs> oh, gosh. That, that's definitely something I don't want to jump into. There's a... There's some theories about honor and cultivation having a child, but I won't get into them now. Um, they they have the same last name as you will, Avast. Um, and anyway, Tanavast and Corvellium Avast, and Brandon Sanderson has said that there's a distinction between son of honor and son of Tanavast because Kaladin is specifically called the son of Tanavast as opposed to the Son of Honor, which is referred to both as Dalinar and Kaladin, are both called Son of Honor at one point. Anyway, Brandon Sanderson has said there's a distinction there, but I'm not telling you what it is. Interesting. Something else that is interesting is our next one, which I haven't read yet. Go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and guess that it's interesting. Uh, We're skipping a bit to Chapter 52, A Highway to the Sun. I'm standing over the body of a brother. I'm weeping. Is that his blood or mine? What have we done? I have two things to say about this one. A, it's already answered by the end of The Way of Kings, and it's Tien. Or B, it is yet to be answered by the end of Rhythm of War, and it could be Adolin and Renarin. You're right, but I'm mad about it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm wondering if this is Renarin speaking is, of Adolin. I will Adolin. be the one weeping, yeah. by the way. I'm wondering if this is Renarin speaking of Adolin. I know, and I'm preemptively weeping for it. But I hope that's... I mean... Okay, we can go to the next one. <laughs> you don't want to talk about it? Come on. <laughs> no, those, those are like my two favorite characters. It's... It's the what have we done that I think is the wrench in there. If that was, Ooh, sentence was true. not there, it would clearly be TM. And yeah. It'd be, you know, like, okay, done. But okay. The, the what have we done doesn't seem to fit into Tien's story. Well, I have an option three, but go ahead. Paladin have kind of feelings of guilt for having like Tien in the military or something like that. Like, kind of, a, what have we gotten ourselves into because he wanted to go be a super soldier and save the world, you know? Yeah. I, I, I can yeah. see it fitting. I don't think that discounts Tien, personally. But it does, you know, I see what you mean. The, the brother and the his get in the way of this one, but I wonder if this is Eshenai and Venli, perhaps. Um, which would fit what have we done? more closely because Eshenai or Venli has a bunch of survival's guilt as Eshenai dies to the hands of the Everstorm that she's summoned. Um is what my brain jumped to when you highlighted what have we done. That's that's only one I thought of. Alright. Uh chapter fifty three Dunny, rest in peace. He must pick it up. The fallen title. The tower, the crown and the spear. Before you guys go ahead, this one's a fan favorite, by the way. There are lots of speculation over this one. You could you could spend an hour just talking about this one. Oh gosh, I I see the potential now. So I'm gonna throw one out there that is probably a big one. Like okay, so he must pick it up. The fallen title, the tower, the crown, and the spear. The spear is obviously like people think of Kaladin with the spear, right? Right. Claim of the fallen title is this saying like Dalinar is dead and Kaladin is stepping up? Is Maybe. that like the big one? That's Maybe. my guess. Or honor could be the fallen title, and he has to t- pick it up. And the if you remember right. The Holin banner is the symbol of a tower and a crown. Yep. 
did not remember that. That is a good trivia question right there. If you go to your chapter headers in a Dalinar point of view chapter, you'll see it. Ah, uh, okay, fair. Audiobook listener here. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's... Oh, man. There's so many different things you could try and imply from this. I can definitely see it being a fan favorite. But it's like just needs like three or four more words yes. in here to give you the context you need. It's so short. Fallen title. That's really throwing me for a loop. Power of the crown, the spear. We can tie those to things. The fallen title. The fallen title. What does that even mean? I mean, I mean, think about this. Contest of champions. Dalinar loses. Who is there to step in? It like for the Alethi. Right? That's Maybe. a fallen title. That I keep thinking of the fallen title as Dalinar. Right. That could be other things for sure. Like you said, it could be something with like honor or a shard. Could be Totium. It could be I don't know. Could be several things, I feel like. Yeah. Either way, it feels it, it definitely just feels like it feels like Kaladin stepping up to something, right? Right. Because of the spear. Is there anything else that you think anyone else you think it could be with the use of the spear? Like it's obviously fitting for Kaladin. I feel like I could see that for being I know Trevor had I don't remember it all. And I don't know if I we have time to talk about it all again because I feel like I remember it being a really big deal of TN kind of still being like a cognitive shadow or mm-hmm. all the stuff, right? Like it could be TN picking up a spear, could be Renarin picking up a spear because he said so all the like whole history with like fright or things like that. But I just don't feel like that's actually that fitting. You always think of Kaladin with the spear, right? I. My final answer is, I, Ellie, I think you are correct. I think the symbol of the tower and the crown is Dalinar, and the spear is Kaladin. I think those are two, those are two on the nose to be incorrect, in my opinion. Um, the fallen title is also where I'm tripping. I would, I would say the fallen title is Honor's Champion. Honor's Champion falls either... Dalinar or Kaladin is picking it up for the other. That would be my guess. That makes sense. Either way, I'm excited about this one. Ooh, ooh, ooh. More tangents. Uh-oh. What if it's Moash, the champion for Odium, and Dalinar refuses to fight him, so Kaladin steps up to fight him? That could be. Because we've talked about before why did reasons why dalinar would refuse to fight moash right yeah and i wonder if kaladin would put that aside for for moash specific sorry just wanted Um, to throw that out there would it would it (laughs) would you like me to make it slightly worse yeah i thought about moash in the previous one that we were talking about for chapter 52 that i'm standing over the body of a brother i'm weeping is that his blood or mine? What have we done? I thought about him having a moment of redemption with Kaladin. Over oh, Kaladin? Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. But anyways, just on the Moash thought, um, figured I'd throw that out there as well. I am so eager to see what happens with Moash. His Me too. character in book five. Me too. So eager to see. Um, Elliot, do you want to read for 54? Chapter 54, Gibbletish. The burdens of nine become mine. Why must I carry the madness of them all? O Almighty, release me. This one's answered, right? Yeah, it's just Tom, right? Yeah, I assume it's just Tom. Telenelli Lynn, yeah. The only weirdness, and I brought this up a few ago that I'm now rethinking, would Tom use the term Almighty? Um, I think so. He, I don't know why. Why wouldn't the heralds use Almighty? Didn't. Now you're making me second guess. I think those who are aware of shards still believe in a, a one, like a, above the shards, and they use the term Almighty for that. I think. Um, 
and the term almighty is like misused on Roshar in reference to honor. I was going to say also like these people are still kind of like people and have like expressions of people. Sure. They're like, oh, Kalak or whatever, like people are right and stuff like that. So I always take those with a, I take that with a big grain of salt. I, I, maybe that's me discounting it. If so, I I apologize, but I definitely like don't stress over that or or give it too much thought. Sure. Okay. Chapter 55 an an emerald broom. A woman sits and scratches out her own eyes. Daughter of kings and winds, the vandal. This one's answered. With uh, Ash. Shalash. She runs around Roshar for the first two books, like destroying statues and paintings of herself. And she's the daughter of Yezrian. Oh, okay, okay, okay. um, I missed that. I was sitting here and panicking a little (laughs) bit that that Sill. Oh no! Foreshadowing for Sill in the future. No, I'll I'll shut that one down. I I'm pretty sure it's you. You are you are correct. I think you are correct. But reading that made me nervous, and that was why. All right, the last one. We will um, do the rest of them. There's I don't know. 10, 12 more. Um, we're going to do them in a part two, but this will be the last one for today. Uh, this one is from chapter 56, that storming book. And it reads, Light grows so distant. The storm never stops. I am broken, and all around me have died. I weep for the end of all things. He has won. Oh, he has beaten us. Ominous. I'm trying to apply this to Moash, but it does not click. Not quite. I mean, I always think of Teravangian. I I think of just our big players here. Teravangian. Dalinar. The the pacing of it, like the 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 actual like rhyme and reason of the writing makes me think it's like not Kaladin. Yeah. The... It's like a Dalinar figure. It could be like Yasna. Yasna's an interesting one. Might be Novani. The well, an obvious answer is Kaladin, simply because he's Mr. Doom and Gloom. But I'm going to push back on that because I I think that that part of Kaladin's journey is done. I I think he will not be Mr. Stormy Doom and Gloom moving into part five or my five he he might be but i i could i don't see end of rhythm of war kaladin really saying this i weep for the end of all things he has won oh he is i don't see kaladin giving up um anymore it's almost too like it's too big picture for kaladin too yeah he's he he is doom and gloom stuck in in the you know negative thoughts but he doesn't weep for the end of all things yeah, he's I not existential almost... like this. Light grows so yeah. distant. Yeah. So distant. The storm never stops. You know, I weep for the end of all things. That does not that I I don't I do not think this is Kaladin. Whoever's saying this is rather poetic and dramatic. Could be Shalon. Could I th- I think it could be a lot of our characters. You're right. It is pretty could poetic. It, could it have already happened and it be Eshonai? And her death. Okay. I'm not sure who the he has won would be in that scenario. Yeah. That could, that could make sense of thinking that Odium has brought back the, the fused. Oh, yeah. Right? And okay. taken over yeah. the, the Bershendi souls. That makes perfect sense of like, if you are Eshenai, like from your perspective, he has won and it is over. Like, He's brought that back. Like that's that's just it. Okay. Know? Yeah. And, and she dies in the clash of these two terrible storms that seems to maybe fit with her. What she's describing there, perhaps. She's she's fairly dramatic too. I I could see this being applied to her. Yasna. I I want to revisit Yasna real quick. Yasna is 
misses over the top dramatic when she wants to be stabbing people through the throat just to prove her point. Um, but this is a little bit too religious to be Yasna, I think. The, the I am I broken doesn't seem to fit with her either. Yeah, she's she's a little too haughty. Carries a negative connotation, but she's she's too aloof for that. She she might say I am I am beaten. I don't think she would say I am broken. I I understand that, but I, I mean I feel like there's just a lot of things that could happen to lead her to that point. Yeah, but I feel like she's Very not true. a she's. I feel like she's not as much of like a I weep for all the end of all things kind of thing. She sounds seems more of like a so be it kind of thing, like kind of kind of character. Sure. I would lean towards maybe like Navani feels poetic to me Jalan still feels poetic to me um i could still see delinar saying this potentially Ter- like Terevangian. yeah Terevangian. you could very much see that i think there's still a lot of characters but i i think it just kind of said that uh, all the characters we're naming are like good guys and I think or, the common thing is fear for book five and what is going to happen with our characters. Uh, another shout that I want to do right before we close here is um, Hasina. You could go for uh, Kaladin's mom. If Kaladin's mom has lost her two remaining sons, she could arrive at a spot like this. That's true. I think I'm intrigued by this one more than many of the others, just because on first reading it seems fairly obvious, and that like the type of event it seems to be describing it seems to be kind of obvious. But the number of different places you can kind of insert said apocalyptic event are are numerous. There's yeah. a lot of characters that could say this. There's a lot of possibilities, both that have happened and could happen in the future. Yeah, this one this one has layers. Yeah. Anything I else? I was gonna say like that there there are lots of times in the past too you could point to this. I feel like it's probably probably a little fruitless to point out all of that. I'm thinking of like what was it the I forgot what it's called the recreants mm-hmm. when all the or a point leading up to the you know the Knights Radiant abandoning. There's lots of the desolation. There's, there's a ton of stuff. So this could have happened before. This could be a. a this is a really no. I I mean, the storm never stops. I think implies more future from this quote, like where we are with like the ever storms and stuff like that. I was going to say something really sad. I was going to say this could be Evie. Could have been Evie. <laughs> but... I shouldn't laugh, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of bad, Trevor. Uh, <laughs> but the storm never stops. I mean, it could be an emotional storm, right? But I, I'm taking that literally to be... There is a continuous high storm, basically, with the stuff going on. So, Okay, uh, sorry. We're going on forever about this one, but one more... Um, light grows so distant. I wonder if this could be some sort of weather in Shadesmar, and this is a spren talking. I thought about the spren, but would they? I don't know that they would say things like "I am broken." All around me have died. I mean, there is like I could see the all around me have died. If the storm never stops, and I am broken doesn't feel spread like to me could but be, i could be wrong could that, be that, that, could, that could be sorry <laughs> that, that, that's true it could be i oh what if oh no oh no <laughs> what i'm getting emotional think about this what what if kaladin is the hero 
champion. And this is Syl in the moment that Kaladin dies. Yeah. He has won. Oh, he has beaten us. Is Moash striking down Kaladin for the last time. Oh. I would like to formally apologize to everyone who's listening for how depressing <laughs> oh. this has become. Because, <laughs> oh my goodness, oh. I literally got chills thinking about that. Would you just Oh no. It fits. Oh man. I I wish that did not fit at all. Light grows that, so distant. And the like man. weeping one, the brothers one. Oh my gosh, if that is Renorin and Adolin, I will. I don't know. Oh gosh, I'm gonna need to get like stock up on tissues before book five comes out simply just because of our speculation well on that cheery <laughs> note let's <laughs> desperately trying to reread it and oh to disprove gosh. this possibility but it, the more i stare at it the more it seems to fit yeah oh dear yeah we better stop this before we get too depressed all right wow. so be sure to join us for part two of this cheery segment uh sometime okay, on the bright side, if you tune into part two, it can't be more sad than this. So it's going to be a happy episode. <laughs> okay. I think. As a teaser, for the, the first line of the next one is, quote, I hold the suckling child in my hand, a knife at his throat. So, uh, wow. Paul, I, I would I would hold your <laughs> promises that it couldn't get worse than this, because wow. it certainly could. Wow. All right, well, tune in next time. And, and, <laughs> I don't know. It's not doing very good to get people listening, I bet. I mean, that's that's a tough tough sales pitch right there. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for joining me, Paul and Elliot. We'll reconvene this uh, at some point in the future um, for Stormlight Current number three. Thanks for joining me for number two. All right. Read on. I'll still the way go.